everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from rainy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, there are rumors afoot, Dan. There, there are rumors. Rumors of... What is the, the scriptural reference? Wars and rumors of wars. Yes. Why would there be rumors of wars? You know, hey, did you hear about that war? Hey, have you heard about Crimea? <laughs> what... What about Crimea? I don't know. I, look, it's just a rumor. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Apparently. But what I heard is. Yeah. Anyway, um, a, uh, a common pastime for a lot of Mormons leading up to general conferences. Ooh, what kind of announcements are coming this time? Oh, yeah. There's some guesswork happening out there. And uh, we've never really covered any of that. And uh, so this, if in case you don't know, general conference is a twice annual uh, big Mormon snooze a <laughs> Uh, when all the Mormons two days. excitedly gather together to... <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah, but so, but they, they do make... If they make a big announcement, it's often there. And yeah. uh, and people feel like change is in the air for change the Mormon church. is in the air. Well, they have that new prophet, that young man that, leading the church. I mean, he's a spry, what, 91? <laughs> something along those lines. He's old. But he's got ideas. He's an idea man. Yeah, he's, and he's definitely to- got his own ideas, that's for sure. <laughs> he's pushing through some changes before he dies. Yeah. Man, you know, I know that a lot of our listeners, most of our listeners are not Mormon, but yeah, I believe it is, it is a crazy religion to follow. So I hope you guys get as much entertainment out of it as we do. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's one of these newer sort of burnt over district religions. Right. With, you know, modern American religions, and uh, it's fun to watch the uh, the tossing and turning. The well, yeah, f- they've had to try to modernize. All the religions from, are trying to modernize. Right, but they've had to try to modernize out of, like, you know, polygamy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they were, like, they were hip and modern yeah. 150 years ago, and now they're just trying to stay cutting edge yeah i know then boy they're they're not no anywho well yeah. dan yeah i've got a little bit of a story well, a little like bit to of share one. i'd like to share with you share the whole story um, it's okay i know this is gonna this is gonna get your attention dan. okay uh the christian broadcasting network cbn cbn uh pat robertson's own network yeah <clears throat> saved recently from the the tor- the torrential rain of the hurricane. Yeah, thanks to Pat Robertson. Thanks to his stuff. and all of your prayers. Yes, yeah. we know a lot of you were praying for. Well, we all prayed very for, hard for CBN. Um, well, they are announcing his son in particular, Gordon Robertson. Oh, okay, is announcing a new twenty four hour news network. Uh oh. <laughs> with um obviously a christian slant that's that's not just called fox no this is actually they've they're not fully satisfied with fox fox is far too to the left for right these people right every right. now and then shep smith sneaks one by them or something <laughs> um no they um they're actually going to be airing on uh in 15 different uh, markets okay in, in the u.s um they're they're hitching a ride on one of those little substations uh, on the digital channels 
Okay, so this right? is so they're going actual broadcast, not cable. They, this is actual broadcast news network. So literally, all eight people in every market that still listen to or still watch broadcast TV will be like, they Whoa, can pick it up. It's a new station. Well, let me tell you though, Christians, they'll seek it out. Evangelicals sure. of the you know Christians of this ilk, yeah, will will seek it out. They 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 want their CBN news. They, they want it twenty four hours a day. They hunger whenever and they thirst want it. after this news. You know, and when you when you start to think about the fact that Donald Trump um, likes to use evangelical outlets over mainstream <laughs> yeah. media a lot of time um, because uh, they they don't question him. Yeah, they they don't have. Sort of uh, the the journalistic standards that even a Fox News would have, right? Right. Yeah, they don't have. I mean, you use the term journalistic standards as though they're going to employ anything remotely resembling that. It well, the thing is, it will look like journalism. It'll yeah. have the oh, trappings yeah. of journalism. Oh, sure. There'll be somebody holding a microphone talking into it. Right. Right. Oh no! Be a little. It'll be lapel clipped like a pro. But I'm talking about like a, a reporter out on the street. Oh yes, that's right? true. And their, their, their name will be on the screen, and there'll be a little oh, ticker yeah. running across the bottom of the screen. Chirons and, kind of and scrolls and yeah. all the bugs. They'll stand in front of green screens and yeah. blah de blah de blah. <laughs> I just want to see a Christian weather report <laughs> where it's like, and down south here in Richmond, the Lord has caused that there should be flooding. Right. And the Lord, but the, the good people. The Lord has blessed Arizona over here with lovely. praying hard. And they're getting, they're reaping their rewards. Look at all that sunshine down there. Um, yeah, so this obviously is uh, is worrisome um, because um, Gordon Robertson said that people who are pointing out this kind of stuff, that they're criticizing them for going soft on, on President Trump and right. other people who they like and agree with. Um, he says, what I think is missing is an opportunity for someone to come in and just tell their story from their point of view, not give it an angle, not try to be argumentative. <laughs> I think we've been criticized for allowing people to speak. But from my point of view, we want that. <laughs> yeah. You know, really? Yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? You know, so shocked letting, letting politicians and powerful people just have a microphone finally to be able to just say you know to, to give their perspective and say mm. what's on their mind uh unfettered right by you know things like facts and, and, and yeah uh, yeah and back you know yeah checking yeah backgrounds all that sort of thing oh no no no, no. that's not what we're into Look, at all what we like is the spin part right we oh. love that and Why? but they don't even need spin on ours this is right. truly a spin-free zone because, because you can just lie to us. Just flat out Just look lie. directly into the camera and say whatever bullshit you want to. You oh, don't have to spin it. We trust you. Yeah. You're telling the truth. You're, Why would you lie? He's wearing a tie, for God's sake. A <laughs> tie. He, the Lord elected him president of these United States. Right. Who right. are we to question him? Lindsey Graham... <laughs> Is um, a white man. Why shouldn't we listen to him? All right. Uh, uh, I, this is a very interesting story. Um, there is a group called the Better Church Governance Group. Uh, it is a Catholic organization 
that includes six former U.S. Cardinals. Okay. Uh, And they have announced that they are going to spend over a million dollars investigating the, uh, the College of Cardinals, which is the group that elects the Pope. Whoa. Okay. So, what like, the- very important cardinals in 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 you know in in within the church. They're investigating them. They're, for what they are looking for uh, signs that they either were molesters or aided and abetted molesters oh, within the church. Holy shit! So, holy shit! Uh, I think that's a very interesting uh, thing for them to be doing. They're calling it the Red Hat Report, which is cute. <laughs> Because they all wear those red hats, mm, you they're, see. They're little chapeaus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, they, you know, they're they're funded entirely by, like, sort of wealthy Catholics. Really? So oh, this is not self-financed by, by wealthy cardinals. No, oh, no. Okay. No, uh, they, they, I'm sure they're keeping their... Here's the thing. Their, uh, what it does is it makes me, A, suspicious that they won't actually work hard at it. Oh, oh! You think this is like a smokescreen? Well, it's of some kind. It could go either way. The thing is, if they come back and like all of the cardinals are clean as a whistle, we'll know to be very suspicious. Yeah. But if they come back with a report that's pretty brutal, who's going to question them? Yeah. It's coming. The call's coming from inside the house. Holy fact! That's you know what I mean. This is this is potentially very threatening to the core, to to the whole structure. Uh, well, of, yeah, of, I mean, Catholicism, I mean, you know, if, if they're, the if Curia they, is not going to like this. No, but I kind of love it. I kind of love that it's happening. You know, what they're going to do is they're going to rate each cardinal uh, from and each cardinal will either get <laughs> what? Uh, no, I'm just imagining like some sort of scale of, <laughs> of how rapey he is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're gonna rate each cardinal on. There are several scales. Zero being not very rapey. Right. Ten being, you know, a, a, <laughs> well, you a, know, a child cannot even walk into the room. Okay, they're gonna rate them on <laughs> on, on a rate rapey scale. Uh-huh. But then they're also gonna go for like hotness. They're gonna rate them on a. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> it's hot or not. Right. No. Uh, they're gonna. They're gonna. Here's here's how uh, each of the the ratings will look. They're strong evidence of abuse slash corruption. Oh boy. Uh, or some evidence, and to positive evidence against abuse or corruption. Oh, okay. Wow. So, I don't know how you have any positive evidence ab- against abuse or corruption. You. Uh, Proving a negative is not really a logical concept in this case. Yeah. But we'll see what they come up with. We'll see what they do. It'll just be interesting to watch because, uh, again, like I say, you know, if they come back with like, uh, you know, of the hundred or so. Well, you uh, know, pe- current paper. Oh, it's 124 current papal electors. And wow. if, it, you know, if 20 or more of them come back with like strong evidence that they're corrupt or that they're they're evil yeah that'll be a big deal yeah of course also what's happening within the church is a whole bunch of political machinations and this uh, could just be an arm of that right it's hard to know are but these very are these cardinals trying to get themselves into <laughs> the, they're trying think, to free up some space i think these are uh become electors the, these are former cardinals that are on the, oh. on the board so okay 
All right. There you go. Well, Dan, that actually um, sadly segues into a story that I was going to try to avoid. Oh, God. Story-wise. Um, but um, I came across this story earlier this week and was just absolutely mortified. It's, um, it's, there's been an investigation into a group called um, the Antonio Povolo, Provolo um, Institute for Deaf and Mute Children. No oh God! Um, which You're gonna is, break my heart right yeah, now. Yeah, which is uh, uh, they have a location, I guess, up in uh, in uh, northern Italy, uh, in, out, maybe inside or outside of. I think it's in Verona, actually. Oh. Um, beautiful Verona, where we set our stage. Um, <laughs> or whatever. In fair Verona. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, and then uh, also they have uh, at least uh, this article mentions also a location um, in uh, Argentina. Okay. So um, the, the 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 investigators in in Verona have been looking into um, allegations of uh, sex abuse um, that was. Uh, of deaf and of mute, deaf and mute or, or boys. Oh God! Uh, who were um, placed in this institute, obviously to receive an education. They were being Is this taught. A Catholic. It's institute? a Catholic institution, oh, um, operated by priests and yeah. brothers of the institute or whatever. Yeah. And they, um, the boys, are there because they were being taught sign language and how to communicate and like and just be probably just normal school stuff once yeah. they got that down right uh and yeah so anyway um follows the this article follow the story of giuseppe that's what they're calling him mm. uh it's not his real name um when he was 11 um one of the monks started teaching him sort of special secret signs oh, uh, for things like masturbation, fellatio, penis, anus, oh, God. so forth and so on. Um, and he says that at first I didn't understand why this man was teaching me these strange secret signs. Uh, then one day it became very clear when one of the priests made the sign for fellatio when we were both alone, uh, which was followed by him pushing his erect penis into my mouth. Um, yeah. now what made this so incredibly insidious was that it was multiple monks, multiple priests, multiple brothers, um, who, <clears throat> uh, were all in on it oh. and they had created <laughs> these signs and these were not the standard sort of Italian sign language signs oh, okay. for these words. These were, these were. So when the boys these are would, priest signs. When the boys would get out and try to explain what was going on, mm. or when their family came around, everybody was just confused because they didn't know what these signs were. Right. Right. Oh my god. And they didn't have words to be able to write what they were. Right. It was just a sign. Right. Um, and um, <clears throat> so anyway, let's get down to what ends up happening. Of course, which is the one of the priests who's sort of the most notorious of all them, Father Nicola Karate, <clears throat> who is now 83 years old. He moved to South America in the mid 80s after Giuseppe uh, and some others 
um, when their abuse claims started first coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, rather than just handling or handing him over to the authorities. Yeah. Um, cause why would you do that? It's not like he's committed one of the most heinous crimes imaginable in one of the most perverse fucked up sort of manners and right. Taking advantage of the most vulnerable people he could possibly find. Just horrifying. Right. Um, they also, um, of course the, they, nobody even asked Rome, the authorities of the, the church authorities in Rome to look into it. Right. Or to defrock him or anything. <laughs> or, right? Yeah. <clears throat> he was instead transferred to the Provolo Institute in Mendoza, Argentina. Right. Where he got right back to business. Um, and uh, and despite the fact that there were these reports coming from Italy, he was allowed to stay in his job at the school and uh, where he apparently found other like-minded abusers and he set up the whole same system all over again um he was arrested in 2016 on allegations that he abused 22 deaf and mute children over the course of about three decades and three other priests were arrested along with him now um one of the stories that it gets into that happened in argentina uh there was a young woman uh julieta um Anyatsko. Um she was abused by one of the other fathers there, Father Ricardo Jimenez. And he attacked her when she, the first time when she was just seven years old. Um at a they were in a tent that was being used as a confessional. That's a Catholic youth youth festival. Mm-hmm. Uh the abuse went on for three years before her parents found out. And then uh, and they filed a complaint. Jimenez was then uh, simply transferred um, by the uh, Archdiocese of Buenos Aires uh, under the direction of uh, Cardinal Jorge Mario Bergoglio, mm. Pope he- Francis. Oh. Right? Oh, right, of course. Who um, now they're having to look into... Um, how much did Bergoglio know? Yeah. Because he has had some strange reactions to these abuse claims that have been happening in South Well, America. and there are a whole bunch of allegations about him knowing about things and shuffling some people around. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them seem politically motivated, but motivation doesn't matter if it's true. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So that was kind of burying the lead a little bit that it all ultimately... Uh, comes back to Francis. Good Lord. But um, I'll tell you what, these uh, the, yeah, I, uh, these stories are just absolutely wretched. You know, we talked about that one a number of weeks ago about the once a once a boy had been groomed, yeah. successfully fully groomed and abused, um, they were given like a special cross. Right. Right. That this was in, one. That was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That was in Pennsylvania. And so... And now there's this other thing where it's coming out, this specific story, and I'm sure there's just story after story after story, stories that we've missed, it, yeah, stories that were reported on that we missed, of course. It's what, and it's just so part of the shocking, disgusting. Part of the shocking thing about all of this is, is to find out that it wasn't just like, you know, this priest here and that priest there, and then they shuffle them around and then they keep doing it. Right. The shocking thing is these cabals yeah. of, of abusers who yeah. find each other 
How? Well, how does that conversation start? How do they like? I'm, I think basically it starts. Hello, my name is Father. Right, Ramirez. Right, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and then and then they get together and they plot and they scheme and they plan. This is it is horrific. Yeah, it's shocking. It's I, it's organized and systemic abuse. I wasn't like it's it's. it's, it's I, I didn't. I'm not prepared to be shocked. Because I thought I was not shockable at this point. And now I'm just, it's its shocking yeah. to me. If I had children and the best school in town was a Catholic school, no fucking way. Well, if it was run by priests and nuns. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to put my kid in proximity to a priest. Right. Or if I did, I would be like, okay, we need to talk about who these people are and what they're allowed to do and how you how open I am and you have to come to me. You know, I would have to have multiple in-depth discussions with my kids about how, you know, you don't want to say these adults are not trustworthy because right. you don't want to scare them. Right. But you want to say some adults are not trustworthy and even the ones, you know, and there's no nothing you can't tell me. I would just be paranoid as shit. Right. To put my kid anywhere near a Catholic priest. Right. Anyway, well, there you go. Uh, that's horrifying and awful. Um, I'm going to give us some better news. Well, to, please do, Dan. To shake off some of that, that feeling. Yeah. Uh, Dateline, Ireland, okay. where uh, in, in, at the end of this month, there will be a, a, an election, mm-hmm. or rather a, a vote, and citizens of Ireland will have the opportunity to, uh, to, there's a referendum out, to change their blasphemy laws. Uh, oh, because nice. Ireland has blasphemy laws, oh my God. which is stupid. Uh, and and it looks like there, this might happen. Uh, Article no 40.6.I of the Irish Constitution currently uh, prohibits, quote, publication or utterance of blasphemy, of any blasphemous content. Oh, my God. And it's super open to interpretation. Like, this is not something that that is d- defined and outlined. It's in the eye of the beholder entirely. So, for instance, um, very, uh, very sort of high-profile case came up when you'll recall that Stephen Fry went on a show and was asked oh, yeah. uh, about his uh, his atheism and was asked about like why don't you you know what would you say if you were to meet God and he decimated the guy like it was it was withering right. what Stephen Fry had to say. He said stuff about like you know. How dare you give children bone cancer and how dare you right. and he just went through this whole list of things and it right. was it was beautiful. Right. But then people wanted to bring him up on blasphemy charges because he did it while in Ireland. <laughs> and so like and you know, obviously that was a high profile case and it was quickly shuffled under the rug and dismissed right. because they didn't want the bad the bad juju, the right. the you know, the the bad publicity. But the, but multiple cases like that are coming up. So now, so there, you know, atheist groups in Ireland are working hard to make sure that this gets passed, or rather that yeah, that the, the, that these blasphemy laws are are rescinded. And I'm very proud of them for doing that. Wow. Um, well, good for that. Ireland is just getting their house in order. They are. They you know they they got the the the. Abortion thing yeah. sorted all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, they're the Pope comes and they're all like, "Fuck it." Yeah, 
Don't care. Boo. Yeah. Boo. Uh, they're they're fed up. Yeah. They want a secular government. Good on them. Yeah. Good so, on them. So good things happening. It's about time. And you know there were there were, a letter went out uh, with a whole bunch of signatories uh, from who have been accused under blasphemy laws around the world oh, wow. and have been punished and whatever because you know blasphemy laws are damaging. Hmm. They are they are the death of free speech. Mm-hmm. If you believe at all in free speech, if you believe at all in uh, freedom, at all freedom in general. Blasphemy laws, you know, if you believe in a secular government, in a government that isn't run by a religion, mm-hmm. which you should, I'm lecturing a whole bunch of atheists about this. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a... Uh, well done, Dan. You yeah, found, right? You found your target audience. Right, yeah. The people who really need to hear this. Yeah, boy, I'm getting the word out. It's good. Echo chamber with Frank and Dan. That's right. <laughs> and now here's preaching to the choir. Uh, but yeah, I mean, no, that's I, great. I, that's I, wonderful news, and uh, it's uh, it, it's inspirational to me. Yeah, actually, Dan. I mean, let's I love let's to hear hold about, off on being too inspired until after the vote. But I'm hopeful. Yeah. Okay. So, there right. you go. Yeah. Um, well, some uh, bad news from here. Back home, oh, oh, Dan, it's going to affect you. A are lot the of, bad news man? A lot, a lot of a lot of people from around the world. Okay, uh, in particular, um, it's going to affect a, a number of diplomats, uh, foreign diplomats at the United Nations who okay. work in New York City. Um, the Trump administration has uh, began denying visas to unmarried same-sex partners of foreign diplomats and officials and employees of the United Nations, oh, um, making marriage a requirement to be eligible for a visa. Uh, it obviously, um, yeah, they're, let's see, yeah, they're giving uh, the same-sex partners of foreign diplomats um, and, United, and the workers at the, United, uh, at the UN until the end of the year to get married or leave the country. Now, the problem for a lot of these people is that it's actually illegal back home. Right. And the country that they're from, they could pay, they could face any number of uh, any number of consequences ranging from persecution to being uh, jailed. Right. Possibly executed. Who knows? Well, yeah. I mean, it's I all mean, possible in this world. I mean, there are a handful of countries, most of Europe, where you mm-hmm. can, where gay marriage is totally legal. Yeah. But the UN is more than Europe and the United States, at much to the shock of many people who, <laughs> yep, probably including Donald Trump. Um, the Trump administration is claiming uh, that the new policy is uh, being enacted in order to be more consistent with the with the Supreme Court ruling that legalized same sex marriage. Oh, well, right. They, they, nobody should be given like. You know, disparate yeah. treatment under the law. Right. You know, so let's keep these same-sex partners oh out God. of the country. Fuck you guys. Um, you know, it's so stupid because the truth is that not only... No, I mean, okay, this is an obvious attempt to discriminate against gay people. Yeah. But also, plenty of straight people are choosing not to marry. Right. For whatever reason they want to. And I, and I, and I agree with you that... that those folks should probably also be given the right to get a visa for, but 
technically right now, uh, heterosexual partners of foreign diplomats um, are not eligible. Okay. For uh, U.S. visas, unless they're married. Well, interesting. So they, their little claim here has some. You, you can you can see right through it that right. they're trying to inconvenience uh, UN employees. They're trying to. They're harassing the the the, the gays. The gays at the UN. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, but yet they have they have the the claim the claim is valid that they're bringing it in line on one level it's valid that they're just bringing it in line with what they're doing for straight couples right not recognizing the fact that we're talking about an international body right that uh, like there, like you said earlier there are people coming from all sorts of situations right and it is literally from every part of the planet you can't say i'm just equalizing the thing when it's already unequal right when what you when this equalizing measure keeps it unequal right yeah so now these these diplomats and workers and whatnot um are having to make or will have to make the decision of do i take this foreign posting right that mm -hmm. that you know is a great uh, probably uh, something they've been working for in their career, right? Yeah. Working toward, right? Um, and uh, or do I just stay at home and continue, you know, living in in whatever situation they have worked out with, with their partner, right? So that's it, it's really just disgusting. <sighs> it's harassment. It's yeah. I think I think the UN should probably it's, it's cruel withdraw it's, their 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 headquarters from the US at this point why the fuck would they be headquartered here at this point it's really sick that that's kind of where we're at yeah but the Trump would love that yeah of course he would it would be like look at all that prime real estate that <laughs> right <laughs> right there in in down, downtown Manhattan yeah perfect good I'll God. buy it up for a, maybe that's his plan yeah, he's just gonna make he's, he's gonna make the the UN so uncomfortable that they leave, and then he'll just snatch up that that <laughs> great prime you, real estate. You know the thought has crossed the man's mind. Oh, oh yeah, that probably is what he hates about the UN most. Yeah, the, just the real estate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, uh, here's an interesting thing. Okay, uh, -huh. uh, last week we had the trauma that was the Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, Dr. Ford hearings. Yeah. Uh, that was delightful in the sense that we got to learn that our Senate uh, doesn't give a fuck about women, which, right. surprise, we we already knew. Um, you know, Orrin Hatch has a long and storied history of not caring about women. Oh, but he likes to look at them. And that came <laughs> well, out, too. She was a an attractive witness. Yeah. Let's let's be fair. Um. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Kavanaugh, you know, quitted, acquitted himself not well. No, he didn't. He he did not uh, handle himself no. in 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 a judgely manner, uh, by my estimation. But not just mine. There's another group. There was a group that endorsed. I didn't even know people endorsed nominees for uh, for Supreme Court justices. Yeah, it's not something anyone can vote on except these. Uh, these senators. Yeah, they want to get 
They want to get in the mix. They want to get in the they mix. They want to make sure that the nominee knows who's on their side. Right, exactly. Right, in case they come up in court before <laughs> them. Uh, but one of the one of the groups that was uh, supporting and endorsing Kavanaugh uh, in this thing mm-hmm. was a, uh, a, a magazine called America. Ooh, America. Yes, it's the a magazine. America the magazine, which strangely, uh-huh. like that's the title. So you'd think so there's any number of things that I would believe that that was before I realized before I believed that it was a Jesuit Catholic magazine. Oh, but it is. Okay. And of course they endorsed him. He's yeah. the Catholicist <laughs> or or at least according to him. Well, after his performance last week. Uh-huh. They have withdrawn their endorsement. No. Yes. What? Yeah. They have rescinded their glowing endorsement of this man. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. They said, here's, here's what they had to say. Uh, wow. If Senate Republicans proceed with his nomination, they will be prioritizing policy aims over a woman's report of an assault. Wow. Were he to be confirmed without this allegation being firmly disproved, it would hang over his future decisions on the Supreme Court for decades and further divide our country. Yep. It's fascinating. Now, I personally think that just his behavior is more than enough to disqualify him. At uh, this point. From being like. He clearly showed that he does not have the temperament required yeah. to be a non-biased uh, determiner of constitutional law. However. Uh, for him to lose the support of a Catholic magazine, yeah, uh, that's a thing to me. To yeah. me, that is like that is that's saying something. Yeah, it's it 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 will continue to be very interesting to see how uh, this whole thing plays out. Yeah, and who ends up on you know doing similar things, right? Yeah. Um, backing off of their support. And uh, and doing, you know, the, the the right thing, which is ultimately, you know, I mean, th- this whole thing, as far as like an investigation is concerned, yeah, is is pretty fucking hard to like figure out. We're talking <laughs> about a small high school party, what thirty years ago, thirty five years ago. I you mean, know, there are and, other and allegations too. There are other allegations, but the the one that everybody's focused on is obviously. The ones that came forward from uh, Doctor Ford, right? And uh, and and so obviously this is a really tough thing to look into, but um, you know, the, if you just look at his testimony, yeah, and the numbers of times that he lied, yeah, about blatantly about like what certain terms meant, boofing, uh, yeah, we can I, look I, it up. Moron. I know. I know. Like, it, it's it's unbelievable. The devil's the, the triangle. Devil's, I I learned actually a lot of new terms. <laughs> sure. This week. Um, sure. It, terms I didn't. He, I, I he claimed didn't no. Even, now here's where I can get behind him. He claimed that the devil's dry, triangle is a drinking game. Uh huh. I'm guessing he played it while drinking. <laughs> I'm guessing it wasn't for him a drinking game. Yeah. 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 No, when you actually watch him answer that question in particular, mm. and he's when he says drinking game, you can see him lie. <laughs> the remarkable thing is you see the shift in his face when he comes up with the answer yeah. and then says it, yeah. and he thinks he's so fucking clever. Mm. And it's like, you, 
yeah, we, where have you been living that you don't understand Google? Yeah. We, right? we, 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 can, we will figure this out. We can fact check that one. Like, like not every, you didn't live in some alternate universe where every single one of these terms meant something slightly more innocent. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> slightly less incredible. Also, ye, ye, the terms did not exist in a vacuum. Right. All the other people who went to your school knew what those terms were. Yeah. And they're talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So. But they're all just lying to try and sink him. They're oh, all clearly. It's, it's this a is a whole conspiracy. All Good right. God. Well, uh, uh, believe women, and we will. Uh, and if you have any comments or questions about any of these stories, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six six six. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Yes, indeed. Uh, And let's move to the next segment of the show. Well done, Dan. Hey, Dan. What? Do you love the intersection of stupid Christianity and conspiracy theories? And literally uh, just fuck shit insane conspiracy theory? Uh-huh. I do love that. Because I got a video that I'm going to play and we're going to listen to the audio of it. And uh, it's... It's truly, true. There's something delightful. that I love about this. I'll save it for the end, but yeah. the, uh, it's so amazing. This is coming from a guy named Mark Taylor. We've talked about him many times. Yeah, he's the retired fireman slash prophet yeah. of the Lord. Yeah, he was a fireman um, who now makes his living talking to his imaginary friend yeah. and telling us all what he, th- what I, he heard. I hope he was a better fireman than... God. <laughs> I hope he, he wasn't. Is, I hope he was uh, a terrible fireman, and this brought him out of it and got him replaced by someone who's better. There we go. All right, cool. Fair enough. Uh, but let's 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 see what he has to say. You know, I, I got hammered uh, when I, when I said that um, these hurricanes they weaponized weather, and I got hammered when I said that that the hurricane Harvey that hit Texas and Irma that hit Florida was purposeful because they both swung for Trump. It was retaliation, and I and I. People say, well, that's a conspiracy theory. You know, you can't prove that, this, that, and the other. Well, three weeks after I said that, Greg Hunter has Dane Wigington on from uh, geoengineeringwatch.org and confirmed every single bit of what the Lord was telling me about this because they've weaponized weather. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, why did they do this? Why did they, why did they actually do this? What was their purpose of this? And he said it was retaliation for pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. And he said, because the second we did that, it delegitimized climate control because climate control is their global slush fund, global tax that funds the new world order, period. So now, the other day, uh, I, or well, a couple of weeks ago, I saw where uh, North Carolina basically had done the voter uh, uh, fraud stuff for the machines and this, that, and the other. They had caught it or something like that, and they were going after it. And I said, oh, boy. Sure enough, there it was. Here comes the hurricane. Bigger, bigger than life, man, there it was. 
And I just found out literally through another source of mine contact this morning. Sure enough, they said that it was in fact made by man and generated the harp system basically. And it was meant to try and flood North Carolina and flood out the evidence of what was going on with the voter fraud. People don't think this stuff is real. They don't think that this stuff can actually happen, that we have the technology. This stuff's been going on for decades. It's all over the world. Yeah, it, it's delightful. It's I, crazy. I, I, like, it's my kind of crazy. It's the kind of cra- Here's the other thing. He is going against decades of tradition in Christianity, which is the Lord controls the weather. Yeah. But what he has realized is that the weather keeps attacking the Bible belt. <laughs> and we're in trouble if we go with this narrative of the Lord, you know, <laughs> brings his retribution through the weather. Because, you know, you get the guys like Pat Robertson, right. who for years and years and years would say that, you know, we're being attacked because we support the gays and we abort the babies and feminism and the blah, 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 and all of this stuff. Right. And so... Like, he's got a whole nother take on it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you ever hear phrases like New World Order, that means Jews. He's uh, It's an anti-Semitic sort of thing. It's it's, oh, it's yeah? a whole thing about, about, yeah, it dates back to the protocols of the elders of Zion. It's, this, oh it's just code for the Jews. You know, you'll so hear the- George Soros' name mentioned in the same breath all the time. Right, okay. Um, if you want to go down a delightful, crazy rabbit hole, the guy that he mentions, Dane Wigington, uh-huh. who confirmed everything that he said, so it's proof. Right. Like, you know you're in trouble when the when you are just, when you're like, haha, see, it's proof, and your source is other insane conspiracy theorists. Right. Um, but yeah, that's who, that's who his source is. You can look that guy up. There are, he's got his own YouTube channel. Yes. So there's the so so their idea is that there are these massive hurricane generating machines or something. They know how to do it. They, <laughs> the they out there, and the, and that they just <laughs> like here's the thing. If I had enemies that were that I wanted to get rid of, mm-hmm. I would target those few people. You know, maybe an institution... Oh, these guys are truly evil. A place where they meet. They don't care. You don't target a geographic region where they kind of are. Right. And, and, get, and just get everybody maybe there. Those, those voting machines will get... And the, the evidence will just get all wiped out. <laughs> maybe. You know. Hopefully they store it all on the first floor. None of this stuff is ever stored on the second floor or third floor of some government building somewhere. Because if there's ever any, because if there's anything that's like not on a hill, evidence for voter fraud, if there's a good way to wipe that out, it's wind. The wind, best wind and rain. The best way to wipe out evidence flooding, for voter fraud, flooding, is yeah, some a little bit of flooding and some wind and rain. Yeah, that'll do it every time. Oh, yeah. Where you where, now? Where's your evidence? Yeah. Oh, uh, it's, it's on the cloud. Oh. oh shit! Well, the, you know what? You know who control controls the clouds? Oh, the New World Order. The cloud. Yeah, yeah. That's insidious. That's insidious, Dan. I didn't know they were talking about real clouds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where the information goes into the hurricanes. It all goes there. 
and then they uh, and then they hurricane them at you. Stop. Uh, you know what? We're about to be victims because a hurricane because like yeah. storm water is coming our way. I know it's really weird that, that this never happens. No, it's because they're controlling the weather. I know the new world order they're coming is, after us, Dan. They heard make, we're, 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 we're gonna, on to them. We're going to have to employ umbrellas because of the new world order. <laughs> no! A, because by the time it makes it, that, that storm makes it all the way up to Utah, it's uh, some rain. Oh, you know what they're doing? It's mostly just you, you know, a little here, bit of rain. Here's what it is. What? They're, uh, they're trying to get some snowpack up on the mountains because the Jews like to ski. <laughs> That's what's happening. George Soros enjoys skiing. He... And therefore, yeah. they're trying to rein it. He loves get, Park City. Yeah. Just loves it. Why not? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my Lord. God. Uh, we had some folks write in and call in to us. Indeed. Um, I, I, I'll i start us off. Uh, this is from Dave. Uh, Dear Frank and Dan, last week you guys mentioned the recent uptick in resignations from the LDS Church. Uh, in regards to Sam Young being excommunicated. Hmm. Great news. However, I noticed you offhandedly mentioned that quitmormon.com usually only processes like 100 a month. Isn't uh, it quitmormon.org? Well, probably. Okay. Anyway. Dave may have gotten it wrong. Oh, okay. I'm just reading here. Okay. Uh, actually, given the numbers available on their website, the correct figure is on average nearly 1,000 resignations submitted per month, yeah. with over 13,000 submitted over the past 12 months. Wow. Considering these numbers don't include September's, I think the LDS Church has a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, Dave. Thank you. 1,000 a month is three wards worth of resignations. Yeah. If you put it into those kind of terms. That's... And we know that, like, they're they're doing a lot of ward consolidation throughout Utah right now. Yeah, um, which means their numbers are dwindling. Which That's means the only way they would be doing that. They're hemorrhaging. And in the last general conference, they also talked about how they're they're going to be doing smaller wards. They're they're sort of restructuring mm. all the callings and blah blah blah. So nobody so, notices all of the empty pews. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it just looks normal. So it looks normal. Yeah. They uh they they've got a problem on their hands. And it is very interesting to watch it play out. And then, then there, you talked about it last week, didn't you? The whole Jenna Reese uh, thing. We'll be talking about it later. Oh, okay. I, I think. Did that come out this week? And we didn't, we, did we not get to it yet on the show? I, we've talked about a few things. Anyway. Okay. Let's, l- let's, listen to a, there. let's listen to a voicemail. Uh, all right. We've got um, a story from a listener um who boy he was just he was so ready to to do to to handle a certain situation one way and then it turns out a different way so let's just listen in hey guys this is adam from kansas city i want to tell you a quick story uh i just started going to an outpatient rehab for alcohol abuse and and part of that process is you have to see a physician so in walks this elderly gentleman very nice uh very frank we're having a very good conversation and then he said do you believe in and pointed up and I just instinctually said yes because I'm not a full-on out atheist in normal life. And it turns out that was a mistake. Uh, conversation took a quick turn uh, for the next 30 minutes talking about how Jesus can fill all my holes and these proverbs and these scriptures. And then he invited me to church with him, which he explained, well, it's an LDS church. I'm a Mormon. And then it hit me. I've been listening to you guys for years, waiting for my moment for those Mormons. 
come to my door so I can flip the script. And in fact, I came to the Mormon's door and got invited to church. Oh, well. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're sneaky. Oh. They, 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 they'll sneak around. They'll flank you. If you're not careful. Yeah. Hey, first of all, congratulations on uh, your recovery. I, yeah. I hope it goes really, really well for you. Absolutely. Uh, that, that can be a very difficult thing uh, to deal with, and, and we support you a thousand percent. Um, so good on you. Sorry you got saddled with a Mormon. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Ugh. Also, let this be a lesson to those of you out there who are like, why should I be out as an atheist? Uh <laughs> Because you might got, get sucked into some bullshit is yeah. why. Yeah. Unwittingly. If you, if you can't just say, nah, I don't believe in them, you might have a conversation that <laughs> you don't want to have. Indeed. Oh, God. I, I Speaking of Mormon uh, missionaries, uh, I will read TJ's uh, email, uh, which says, hey, guys, I thought you might like to know that I've been running into a gaggle of sister missionaries here in my town. There seems to be about a dozen of them peddling around. First, I live in a very upper-middle-class income uh, suburb of Columbus. This town commonly makes the top ten lists for safest places in America. Uh, this is about as far from a challenging mission as it gets. Second, they absolutely have no idea how to handle me. They are, of course, very polite, but I don't, uh, but I don't think they have ever encountered an open atheist who is not at all afraid to engage if they do. Uh, their reactions are frankly hilarious. They are also surprised that I know they are LDS or whatever they call themselves this week. I can I commonly see see them when I'm out walking my dog. I've taken to simply telling them that I'm a non-believer, but my dog is. <laughs> That's cute. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, again, I, I've, yeah, the sister missionaries are interesting because they're a, it's yeah. a different breed. Yeah, I know well, how to. I know what is it so different now? It used to be that it was like these, the 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 young women who felt like they they were either really stridently like I'm going to serve a mission, so Mormon, or they were the you know the old maids at 21. Yeah, they were the they were the Provo girls who couldn't get married before their 21st birthday, yeah. and then, then they just had to give up on life and go and just serve a mission. And now things are kind of out of whack. Like the they lowered the the age that young women can go to right. 19. Right. Still not on par with the young men at 18. Right. That one extra year. Well, as we know, so next girls year, mature slower than boys. So <laughs> It's very important well, to give it, them that extra year. Give them a, still give them a chance to get married before going. <laughs> yeah, you that's know? what that's what the thinking always um, has been. But nonetheless, 19. it has really equaled, hasn't fully equaled out the numbers. But there are a lot more young women now than there used to be. So it's interesting to hear that they have like maybe like a whole, a whole Group. district of them that's all just well. But the rules are different for the girls. The girls yeah. can't go. I, I I'm pretty sure they can't go. Like even if they're tracting door to door, yeah. They can't go into a house that just has a man alone. Oh. They can only, like, like if there's a woman, if, if, if there's a wife, they're good. They can go in, they can oh, teach. Yeah. But I think if there's just, like, a single guy, they, they'll be like, well, we'll call some boys to come and talk to you or something like that. Or come on out onto the porch. Or whatever, yeah. I mean. We'll teach out here. Yeah. I, the light of day. It's just very interesting. The sister missionaries that we encounter, of course, here in Salt Lake, all are assigned to the Temple Square grounds. Right. And, uh, and I don't know. 
then they can just sort of proselytize at you. If if you choose to take a tour with them, uh, oh you will learn exactly zero about Temple Square, <laughs> and they will just bear their testimony at you oh for the entire God. time. Really? Yeah. My my actually my 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 new stepfather was wildly disappointed by the quote unquote tour that he got from these girls who knew nothing about the history of the place that they were at. Like these people are here to learn about monuments and right. to learn about the temple itself and the history thereof. And instead what they got was preaching uh, the entire time. So off putting. Yeah. Don't don't engage. If you see them, don't engage. Right. Uh, so there you go. Hey, we have one more uh, voicemail. Do we not? Yes, we do. Uh, this is uh, this is really just a wonderful, heartfelt uh, message. I'm just going to go go ahead and play it uh, because he explains himself pretty pretty well. Hey, Frank and Dan. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Been um, listening to your show for a few years now. Um, something that came to light, kind of with this Kavanaugh thing, with myself is the um, sexual consent and uh, heavy drinking culture of, like, college life. And I didn't have, like, a church boy, you know, innocent-type college life. Uh, it was a very alcohol-fueled uh, environment. And uh, there's definitely some behavior that, that I questioned that I did while I was in college. Um, and I know that, like, religious people were able to turn to religion and leaders within the church to deal with the guilt that they feel. But uh, there's definitely guilt that I have that I, you know, I, I, that I deal with that I've, I look back on and I, I, I try to cope with it. And, you know, I feel immense pain for some of the things that, you know, that transpired throughout my years. Um, just kind of want to get your, your thoughts on it and uh, see, uh, see what you guys think. And uh, appreciate you guys, and I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. Thank you. Well, okay. So thanks for calling in. Yeah. Um, and and this is tricky territory right now uh, because we are in a moment, especially in these United States, yeah, where uh, you know we just witnessed a man being entirely non-introspective right. about a bunch of uh, allegations made against him. I personally think those allegations are likely to be true yeah uh, i wasn't there but just looking at who looks credible and what's po what's probably credible anyway uh it's a dangerous time to have this kind of introspection because there's a lot of lust for blood on these issues and i did get that right but i but i do want to applaud this sort of introspection i mean we need absolutely we need I, men who are willing to sort of look back at past behavior and ask themselves some deep hard questions about it absolutely i've been it, doing it and you know i i wasn't a, a, an alcoholic i wasn't you know i didn't have the alcohol fueled college experience or mm -hmm, whatever right infractions that i may have done are mild Mm -hmm. But I, but I still have been thinking about it. You know, right. there, uh, definitely, I think I've I've made some women feel very uncomfortable in the past, mm -hmm. and uh, and I've I've actually sort of started a campaign of going to women that I think I might have done that and just talking to them about huh. it, which is scary and hard to do. Yeah, and so far none of them have 
said that I anyway. That's not that's right, neither right, here nor there. Right, right. Okay, right, right. Uh, but the point I think is that when you know when you actually do look back at your life and find some things that you think might be bad, mm-hmm. what steps do you take? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know he, the 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 caller references um, the fact that you know Christians. Have this this process, right? Right, that that they go through, and then and then they and, feel absolved. Yeah, which I don't know that that's the the correct. No, that's horrific. Or healthy, you know, handling of, of of the whole thing. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these men go to their priest or their bishop yeah. or whatever, get absolution from them, and then don't even feel like they need to do anything for their victim, or don't even feel like they need to, you know, do anything else in the world their conscience becomes clear. Yeah, and, you know, I... Having never been in that that situation, I do wonder how many of them still, though, have lingering trouble, right? They've been told they're okay, right? Right. Um, But they haven't actually dealt with it. They haven't actually truly done the work on themselves to to fix fix what was, was broken or wrong or the activity that was unacceptable to re-engage their own humanity right in a way that actually you know because if you know that that thing is lurking in your past Mm -hmm. it's something that has to be dealt with yeah on your own front on your own level but also i personally feel like you gotta you i mean and this is this is a tricky one because i feel like somehow you've got to deal with your victim uh but what you don't want to do is re-traumatize them right you don't want to force oh, yeah. them, you know, depending on what you did. And I, we don't know what our caller did or didn't do. Right. But I would say that, that, you know, a letter that doesn't ask anything of the victim. Right. But just says, look, I did. I, I think that I, you know, that I wronged you mm-hmm. and I would like to, uh, you know, make an amends if I can. Right. And uh, you don't have to see me. You don't have to talk to me. You don't have to respond to this. Right. But know that I'm I'm in a place where I I'm here for you if you if it would be helpful to you. Right. Uh, and if not, then just know that I'm deeply deeply sorry or whatever. Right. right. Uh, and then and then you know follow through on that. If they want you never to speak to them again, don't. Right. And if they want you and if they want to engage with you, then you know you got to be willing to to take your lumps. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, uh, that much integrity is worth a lot to mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? It means so much. If, <laughs> if Brett Kavanaugh had shown any degree of integrity or, or introspection or self-awareness, uh, that would have made a difference. Yeah. No, I, I, I was really moved by, uh, by this voicemail. Yeah. Um, when I when I first listened to it, I was, I could feel, you know, the emotion and yeah. and 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 you know how badly he feels um, about you know what whatever was in his past. Yeah. Um, but um, and and then yeah, it kind of quick. My mind quickly came around to Kavanaugh, and it was like, right. yeah, you know, like listening to 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 Doctor Ford. Right. Mm. And and her testimony was so compelling mm-hmm. and so like I I was on the verge of tears 
multiple times listening to her. Yeah. And, um, and just every time she comes up and they, they, they keep playing certain clips and, and it's just like that poor woman, that poor woman. Um, and, and your heart really goes out to her. And if, and if, and if there could have been the, the flip side of that, right. Where you had Kavanaugh come in with a really heartfelt, um, and he, he really didn't even have to like cop to too much. Right. If he had just said, I don't remember any of this, but I know that I got blackout drunk a yeah. number of times and it seems possible that I could have done this. And, and I, I'm and horrified the, that, by that thought troubles me deeply. Yeah. Right. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to be on the bench. He would have well, lost that opportunity. That. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah. I, you know, a man. Sometimes there are consequences for your actions. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not in this country, but like a good person yeah. would choose consequences over losing their humanity. Yeah. I don't know. I, I do think that uh, we will probably get some emails and voicemails from some of our women listeners who yeah. have a, a, a deeper, richer perspective on this. And I, I welcome we that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Hopefully we can keep it from being about, uh, about uh, we we can keep it about how we can move forward. Yeah. In a positive, in 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 a useful, helpful way. Yeah. Uh, when we find ourselves, you know, when we look at our past and see something ugly. Yeah. Uh, we need to figure out how to how to right the wrongs as best we can. And there are a lot of ways. Uh to behave and uh, to, to misbehave. This is not just strictly in the, through the lens of me too. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, yeah, what we don't need is what we need in this country, I think uh-huh. is how is ways of moving forward yeah. that aren't about crucifying people. Right. We need some serious national therapy. Yeah. Whoever that is. Who yeah. Can, maybe like, there's some duct therapy on a national level. Yeah. Who's, who's we need quali- to step forward. Please. It, it <laughs> like, can't be Dr. Phil. <laughs> we'll need to get rid of the current uh, famous <laughs> yeah. therapists. Yeah. Well, know. he was an abuser, right? Dr. Phil? Yeah. Look at his mustache. Of course he was an abuser. <laughs> I thought, I don't want to like malign the man if it's not true, but I, f- I feel like there was something that came out during the whole I don't, thing. I don't know if that's true or not. I just know about the mustache. Or like further in his... I can't remember. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm saying nothing about Dr. Phil. I will not malign the man. Yeah, that's Other than to say best. that I don't like his show. Right. And he's, <laughs> but, he's a terrible man and probably a terrible therapist. And <laughs> shame on Oprah for unleashing him on all of us. Anyway, uh, great. Whew. Okay. We might be in some trouble. Uh, <laughs> why don't you, uh, thank some people? Yeah, we got, we have, uh, new patrons on Patreon. These are people who went to thankgodimatheist.com and clicked on the support tab. Yeah. And, uh, both of these kind souls, uh, John and Shannon, mm. thank you very much, guys. They both signed up at the venerable level. Oh, lovely. Uh, so, how we venerate ye. Yeah. Uh, ye. John and Shannon. Great use of the word ye. Huh? That's a fantastic ye right there. Well, it was proper. Yeah. <laughs> Giving you props. <laughs> I, I'm not too bad at this English thing. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, thank you guys. And of course, um, we have, as always, um, 
our uh, Lord and Savior Emeritus, mm-hmm. uh, Angela, who, yeah. we, who we thank every week for, for her continued support. Yeah. And, uh, and then the, the, at the very top of the heap, the crown princess, the our current reigning Lord and Savior. Jenny! Jenny. Uh, yes. Peace be upon her. She, uh, the, assalamu alaikum <laughs> to Jenny. Uh, and, and may long may she wave. Amen. <laughs> Okay, Dan. Yes, sir. So we talked about it right at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, General Conference, Mormon General Conference. Coming up. Or should I say the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No, you shouldn't say that. Uh, The restored, true, one and only gospel. (laughs) What else do they want us to say every time we say their name? I don't know. Uh, Peace be upon... The, uh, His Holiness the Prophet. The pile of idiots uh, downtown Salt Lake. <laughs> uh, are anyway. gonna, they're all going to meet together. Yeah. With their, their, the, the co- collection of bad shoes that is the Mormon <laughs> General Conference. All right. All right. Uh, anyway, so I found this on Reddit, uh, and uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking fantastic. There, this lead up to this general conference has been one that has been rife with rumors. It has and been. speculation about what could be coming. There's all this like titillating little, well, so, you know, Elder Oaks was at a, a state conference and he told the, the state president yeah. that we really need to get prepared because this, this general conference is going to be a doozy. Yeah. Right. There's and a so, lot, of, there's a lot of that going on. And also just this new prophet that they got, uh, it seems Ru- to be Rusty Nelson <laughs> hell bent on getting his, his changes in. Look, this guy has had some ideas dating back to, to the thirties <laughs> and he, About how to fix the church. And he has, Launching right, and he, he knows, knows he's got a year and a half before he dies. Well, before he turns into <laughs> really, truly, what is pathetic and sad, the prophet that they have to like, like prop you know, up, prop up, and kind of carry to his chair. I'm pretty sure he that sits there, and, you know. Just I'm pretty meh, sure that they've got completely like out of it a suit that they put on under his clo- under the prophet's clothes that makes him animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you put a mic up to his joints, you would hear, like, actuators going just... Well, they've got enough money. They could afford it if they right. wanted yeah. to do it. If they wanted to build Iron Man, they, they could. <laughs> uh, so, anywho. Uh, but this is the General Conference Rumor Megalist. Oh. On, this is actually on the Latter-day Saints subreddit. This, this subreddit, by the way, is ruled by some of the most uh, tyrannical moderators that have ever surfaced on Reddit. Oh, really? These folks, the, if if I were to post a comment uh-huh. and they don't recognize my username, they're going to check out my history, see that I am the moderator over at TGI Atheist, and ban me! <laughs> <laughs> They'll delete my comment and ban me, even if it was like... Like I support, blah, I support blah, blah, blah. this. This is great. You're banned. <laughs> like they're awful, right? But anyway, so this is the mega thread, mega list. Oh, okay. Um, 
And these are sort of the top rumors that are going about swirling going around, around about okay. what Rusty Nelson, what revelations he is receiving. What does the Lord care about in these latter days? Can I just say that I love that we call him Rusty Nelson because it sounds like a sex act, and I'm not sure what it is, but it sounds bad, and I love I, uh, I, the old Rusty Nelson. I I gave him a Rusty Nelson. Well, let's see. Nelson, isn't that like a, a wrestling hold? Yes. You have your full Nelson. You have your half Nelson. So this is a, and, and then you got your rusty Nelson. Nelson. You got your rusty Nelson. It's somewhere between that and a rusty trombone. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I don't know. I was, I was getting close to what it actually was. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the number one speculated thing, and, and this has Mormons so fucking excited. They, they, they just, they cannot believe that this could possibly happen because apparently it's also been piloted. The, the mm-hmm. part of the rumor is they have been testing out the two-hour block session uh, of church on Sunday. Now, you have to understand, they call it the, the block. It used to be the three-hour, or it is currently the three-hour block. Oh, my God. And it is three hours of church, Torture. right? Oh, you said church. Yeah. <laughs> it is torture. Because they... back in the day, do you remember when young, like, when you had the, all the auxiliary meetings were in the middle of the week? And so I was, don't remember that. I don't, don't. I don't think that that was that was happening in my ward at the time. I'd like I, by the time I remember anything, we just huh. had three hours of goddamn church. I remember and it is yeah. awful. I remember there just being Sunday school and sacrament meeting on Sunday. So two hours. So you were there for two hours, and then the auxiliary. So like young men's, young women's. Although they called it like MIA or something like that back mm-hmm. then, right? Um, and a relief society. Right. And I think the priesthood, priesthood even got together right. during the week. Like Wednesday. Yeah. You had a week where there was like an or a night of the week where there was like an hour and the family would show up to church and everybody would go their separate ways to their meeting, right? In the middle of the week. And then they somebody got some revelation that it all needed to be on Sunday. Right. Because right? not These, because people probably weren't showing up to the midweek. They probably weren't, right? So anyway, um apparently this one could possibly finally happen, whatever. Um, and then uh, two, three, and four all have to do with the missionary program. And this is fascinating to me because it what it, what it says to me is that the, the, the membership right now, uh, the active Mormons out there, mm-hmm. that they understand that there is something seriously wrong with the missionary program. That there's something not right, and it needs to be reformed. Right. And... Uh, well, there there was an article recently in on one of the TV news channel stations. Oh yeah, uh, KUTV Channel Two News. Uh-huh. Uh, uh That apparently, and there there has there have been reports that many of the Mormon missionaries, these teenagers that they send out, uh-huh. they're coming home early, yeah. and more and more of them are doing it. Yeah, and there's. And like it's like a third of them are now, coming home early. And you know, the Mormon the the internal sort of rumor has been that it's about them having sinned while they were out there. Yeah. But the truth is that they're coming back because the with mental health questions, with mental oh, health wow. issues. Okay. So uh John DeLynn post he's the host of uh of a podcast called Mormon Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh he was was excommunicated from the Mormon Church. Uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. he has received reports uh, of people, be uh, of missionaries, 
in a pilot program, mission, these are people who have been called on missions but have previous uh, experience having been uh, treated for depression or anxiety. Okay. And they're apparently going to be, uh, they're, they're being called on, rather than two-year missions, three-month sort of test missions where they oh. go out and then at the end of the three months, they sort of are evaluated to see if they should go on a full mission. Oh. Which interesting is an attempt to try and sort of not put people into traumatic positions, but also it kind of stigmatizes their mental health issues. Yeah. And yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, so you the, get to the to the things that you got. There are these three uh, little like rumors, rumors. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, the, so the first one of these is the missionary program gets a sort of a refocus uh, and that service missionaries may become uh, an equal or maybe even preferred option, uh, which I've said for years. Yeah, we've you and I have been saying this. The, for this, this makes so much sense. Get these kids out into the world just doing some good. Just dig some trenches in Africa. Uh, dig some well. wells. Yeah, sure. Or, you know. You need trenches for all that water. Yeah. Dig. Yeah. <laughs> dig. dig. Just dig. make them dig. Go somewhere that needs some digging and go do it. Build some houses. Do some Habitat for Humanity crap. Rather than um, this door-to-door, join-my-church, hard-sell yeah. bullshit. Pull them in with the soft sell. Yeah. You guys are good people. You're out doing good work. I'm sorry. Well, who are you? And teach them how to like answer those questions about like what they believe and whatnot. And they would have so much more success. Yeah. I don't want them to have that success, so I hope they don't ever do it. Well, don't worry. They'll find a way to fuck this up. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Uh, another one of the missionary uh, ones is uh, choice in mission duration. Okay. Um, for men and women. Interesting. So, so rather than it's just going to be your 18 months or your whatever. Right. You get a, you know, how much, how long are you looking to go? Uh, I don't know. Maybe about a year. You oh, know, great, cool. considering that these things are self-funded, the church yeah. doesn't pay for them to go out. No, I know. They pay for them to go out. And it's a huge fucking burden. And I blew through my life savings to go on a mission. Yeah. <clears throat> so considering that, I can see how some would want to choose a d shorter duration mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other, another uh, rumor surrounding missionaries is maybe a new approach to missionary identities, uh, casual clothes, first names. Ooh, uh, this what? apparently is already being done in some pilot programs. Wow. So they've been testing this out, see how it works. Um, they could have fun. They could have like a special missionary t-shirt that has like the little church, little, they could R rather like a badge. Yeah, but instead of the badge, maybe it's just screen printed on there. Yeah. Sure. Be totally cute. Like, oh my God. Be so like self-aware. And cute about the whole thing? Definitely not going to happen. <laughs> they will switch from ugly short-sleeved shirt and tie yeah. to ugly something else. Um, yeah. Okay, so here's a rumor about the Salt Lake Temple. Oh. Uh, that it's going to be closed for necessary earthquake retrofitting. Okay. Now, this is the building, Dan, though, that Mormons like to like tell little stories about, like, oh, yeah, well, did you know when they went to install the elevators? That there were already shafts because they had the place. foresight because God and gave them. They had no idea what they like that they were even leaving these shafts for what they were for, <laughs> but they left them anyway. It was yeah. in the original plans. Yeah, this is right. the kind of shit so this, that just like yeah. Did you know that the place that they 
just happened to build it is the only bedrock in the entire Salt Lake Valley so that when the big earthquake happens, <laughs> everything else is going to sink into the ground, but not the temple. Not the temple. Um, so some retrofitting. That would be good. It probably needs it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know? And Lord knows there are plenty of other temples in this immediate region <laughs> to service all of the needs of the um, people. Here's somebody hoping, hoping that there will be some changes to, to the temple language to be more egalitarian. Fat chance. Yeah, right. Um, Let me tell you something. If you uh, if you haven't done it, you can go and check out what the temple, what the Mormon temple ceremony looks like on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I, I, we've had him on the show. New name Noah. Yeah, goes has infiltrated and gone into just dozens yeah. of these of these uh, ceremonies and videotaped it. It's boring as all get out, but. <laughs> There are some parts that, like, you you, you can get to the batshit crazy, oh, yeah. but it, there's nothing egalitarian about it. It is no. women on one side, men on the other side. Yeah. Ladies, put your veils on. Men, put your chef hat on. Right. It's goofy. Uh, this next one uh, is probably long overdue, mm. um, because currently the way that they do sort of the weddings in the temple, it's actually quite cruel to like the non-member mm. non-mormon members of of families yeah. because they're not like or non non-mormon parents yeah somebody who might have converted to mormonism who's now getting married in the temple and they can't and they, go they can't go to their child's wedding right right um they there's apparently some rumor that there might be a separation of the weddings and the ceilings uh oh. and and a removal of the one-year waiting period for non-temple weddings in USA. Yeah, um, because the way it works is if you want to have a wedding that your non-Mormon mom can go to. Right. Uh, you can do it. Yeah. Because the only thing that's actually done in the temple that can't be done outside of the temple is what they call a sealing, where they seal you to each other for eternity. Good God. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, they can perform that separately. There's no reason why they couldn't. But if you do that option, they make you wait like yeah. you, like you've done something bad. Right. Like when when whenever they say you have to wait a year to, to do your temple, blah, 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 what they're saying is you've been evil. Right. And you need to repent for a year. So that would be so that would be nice if they would do that, I guess. Right. Um, all right. Uh, this, this is another uh, speculation. Uh, major changes to youth interview protocols. I'm going to say no. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's too soon. They're, they they can't they can't show that like that uh, Sam Young had any influence right. the, on them. Yes, yes, we excommunicated him, but also he was right. Right. Yeah, they're not going to do. They're that. They're not going to do that. Although that's the ultimate dick move. That would be amazing. That's like a a crazy dick move. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they could do that. <laughs> uh, and then there's a bunch of others. Um, somebody. This this poor person's actually hopeful that they reduce tithing to five percent. Uh, that's <laughs> let me tell you right now. Let me let, let me disabuse you of any idea that that could possibly. Oh my happen. god! Yeah, that's definitely not happening. They they're not going to cut their their profits in half. No, it's, right? Yeah, like it's no a, fucking way. Do you know what the word tithe means? Well, it also means tenth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, um, you know. They here's somebody they recognize what a burden it is, and uh, and then somebody else and is Mormons like, pay 
a tithe, like a strict tithe. It's not just, you know, whatever you feel like putting into the into the plate as it gets passed around. Yeah. You are called to account. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's stuff about, you know, loosening of the word of wisdom to maybe allow the coffee and tea. The, these people are just making shit up. Yeah. I think a couple of these uh, are probably based on, you know, if it's being pilot program tested, whatever, somewhere. <laughs> um, good chance. I What I love about, though, these kind of things is how important these procedural and uh, managerial type decisions are mm. to 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 the Mormon population to the people on the ground and how inspired and how much they feel the spirit about these changes oh my god that this is revelation and it's like this is just administration right That's all this is the, well, the, this well, is bureaucracy deciding to change something and is, what you never hear from a Mormon and I love this is wait a minute they had that wrong this whole time? I know. Yeah. That's never the thing. It's right. always, we are so blessed that they have it right now. Yeah. But it's finally been changed. Fi- oh, what from a- that awful thing. Thank you, God, for uh, for changing it. For, for, <laughs> for relieving us, you know, of this three-hour burden of oh church. Oh, my God. And reducing it to only two. If church were so fucking awesome, right- if this was truly the Lord's church, don't you think you'd want to be there for four hours? Oh, man. Don't you think you'd want to be spend your entire fucking Sunday just basking in the glory of church, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's horrible. It's awful. They know it's horrible. They all hate it. Yeah. Who likes going to Mormon church? I'll tell you what, though. Not even Mormons. Mormons are a patient people. Ugh. They're able to sit through some shit. <laughs> If you want, if you want someone, if you want to hire someone who can sit through meeting after meeting after meeting oh, and yeah. just glaze over and be fine, yeah, hire you a Mormon. They're used to it. Well, my mom, like when my mom dropped me off at kindergarten, like mm-hmm. the very fir- the very first time, right? Yeah, uh, I just went running in and was like, "Cool, see ya." Uh-huh. Right, and she always credited that to the fact that I had to sit through all this horror. She didn't call it that, of course. I had to sit through Mormon church. You had been trained. And I had had to go off and be by my little self. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so yeah, you're right. They teach you young to just oh. just deal. And deal for, with For this. us kids who had ADHD, it was just... <laughs> if you had given me the option of ch- three hours of church or like one, you know, ten minutes of whooping, oh, yeah. I would have eh, had to think about it. that was it was awful all right well uh there's there's your rumors and uh and and so tune in tune in guys to general conference see see which one of these is right oh yeah let's have a little drinking game definitely watch mormon general conference (laughs) that'll be that'll be just the ticket for all of you listeners Uh, do not watch general conference You literally something on you will spring a leak. You'll be so bored. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have anything you want to write into us about uh, for this week, you may do so. Please do. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address. Or you can uh, give us a, a you know a piece of your mind by calling us 424 424- 666-8442 is the telephone number. Yes, indeed. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click that like button. 
and also on Facebook. Uh, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Also, go over to the Reddit. Uh, there's uh, reddit.com slash r slash Atheist. And, uh, yeah, kind of a little growing thing over there, too. Yes, indeed. Uh, speaking of Facebook, thanks so much to uh, Mackenzie for her amazing work on our Facebook page. And thanks to Sarah, Danny, and Amy for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yep, and thank, thanks again to our patrons. So many patrons. Uh, who are amazing, and thank all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.